All right, welcome to the Cobra Cast with the present VP live. Extremely live, like live, live, not pre recorded live, actual live right now. This is me in the flesh, live. So if you want to join in on the uh, action, any comments and stuff that pop up, we can see those and we can interact with you live, live, live. Uh, I'm just waiting for it. Dog mate, are you there? What's going on? I was waiting for you to introduce me like normal, mate. <laughs> nah, mate. Don't <laughs> I'm sitting there waiting for you to be like, and welcome to the Cobra Cast. I'm your host, Rifty. Here's my go-host, VP. And I was just going to slide on in, mate. Yeah. So right. you absolutely ruined me. All right, go. Go. Go again. All all right, right, right. Right. There we go. Oh, wrong way. Oh, oh. <laughs> there we go. Uh, welcome to the Cobra Cast. I'm the Prez. Is a uh, welcome, Ed Dog. <laughs> hey, there we go. Hey. <laughs> Ah, it worked, mate. Live, worked. live from the kennel. Yeah, mate. The kennel studio is going to good work out today. Uh, uh, how, how was your day, mate? Um, boring. Didn't boring. do anything. So you didn't get up to any editing or anything like that? Nah, I put away a few, uh, few videos uh, two nights ago, so I'm well ahead now of my editing, so... Yeah, I uh, pumped out a few the other day. You say that now, mate, but we've got six recordings this weekend, so uh, I feel like you're going to be back behind. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right, mate. We've got plenty of time to, to get those out. Yeah, that's it, mate. So, um, But there's something missing, mate. What's missing? Well, you should have some mighty blues oh. attire around you. Your neck, or you well, know, you, maybe you should remember sister, to bring the training last night. Your sister's footy jumper, like, come on. That nah, I said to you, I'll get a scarf off you, bet. and you didn't deliver. Yeah, you didn't deliver, mate. You, yeah, well, I wasn't going to sit out there and conveniently forgot to remind me, didn't you? Just you know, yeah, Love why wouldn't nature. I? Typical, uh, uh, okay, mate. I um, I bet to bet, mate, so I will do the right thing and. Uh, next time we go live in two weeks, I'll put it on or I'll throw it on for a week's worth of intros or something like that, mate. I'll be, I will get it done, though. I do promise. Man, what a falcon that was, eh? Hey? <laughs> Jonesy's header on the line to get the win. The sad thing is about three years ago, or yeah, two to three years ago, you could have argued that's the best thing he's ever done with his career. Mate, he's, he's and now he's become good. Around. He's, he's That's become, what I mean. Two years ago, two years ago, you would yeah, have sat yeah. there and gone to the best thing he's ever done. Um, but no, he's not a bad player now. But, but no, I will do I, it, mate. I'll, I'll tell you what. The the remote was pretty close to going through the TV after that bullshit fifty meter penalty, though. Oh, they go the reasoning behind it. Yeah, and, and um, yeah. Have you seen the? I don't, I'm, don't know if you're yeah, across TikTok. I'm definitely not, but it was on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. The Essendon fan that was getting mighty excited and then quite disappointed in the shot and goal. Yes, I did. Uh, yeah, I, did I, uh, see, uh, I wasn't on TikTok, but I did see it shared on Facebook. No, I'm not on TikTok. I seen it on Twitter and I said to my cow, I said to Cal, I'm like, oh, I could be a TikTok sensation. And I showed her and she's like, that's, was that like you? I'm like, that was exactly like I was like at Russian's house. I'm like, I. Oh, Got excited, stood up, and then very, very deflated straight away. Yeah, well, like I was the opposite. I was deflated after he took that mark, and then when seeing Jones's snoz just take a hit 
on the line to save the game. I was, I was struggling yeah, I... not to, uh, you know, let loose. The missus was in bed, so I couldn't be too loud. But yeah, uh, we never stopped you before, win. mate. Never stopped you before. So, um, all right. So, what? Why are we here today, mate? Well, um, actually, no, we'll get going with a couple other things first. Sorry. Uh, obviously, we're one of the three or four leagues left over that are still wanting a season to get going. So we're just going to touch on that quickly, mate. So how are we looking for training and return to play at the moment? Yeah, well, we're still right to train at the moment. We're still can train in the two groups of 20. Um, but um, at this stage, you know, we're still on track for July 25th start. But uh, as everyone knows, the government could change that at the drop of a hat. So we're pretty much in the hands of what the government comes out and says so hopefully these lockdown of these suburbs over there has you know puts a, a stop to things spreading and and there can be a bit of a um, bit of relief and and we won't end up having a can the season but our league has has told us continuously that they're doing everything they can to to, to push along with the season and um yeah it's still looking good that we could play our first game 25th of July. Fingers across, mate. Fingers across. Fingers, and fingers crossed. Let's be blatantly honest, mate. As we keep saying, we only need a three-game season. Yeah, well, that's... It would be nice. Yeah. So. Nice for us. But I don't yeah. Know, I think everyone else would be happy with three games, but we'll be happy. Hey, we'll, mate, three games is only one less than Osaka could get to play every year, so... Yeah, well, well, I don't know if we have to... Do we bother having a presentation if we've only got three... Three games season. Uh, yes, season I'd like my life. I'd like my life <laughs> membership pin. Thank you. <laughs> we might have to do that via Zoom. Uh, it's not. If, if uh, things get locked down again. What's Zoom? Don't can't never heard of it. Yeah, we live on it. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly but right, there, right. Is, there is something a little bit different today. Is um, you're not you're yep. not sipping on a Carlton Dry at the moment. <laughs> It you feels wanna... very, very strange, mate. It feels very yeah. strange. I've uh, Fill us in. made a stupid decision, stupid decision to do dry July this year. Um, part of it is because, obviously, as a lot of people know, uh, my wife Kelly is due to give birth in about th- two to three weeks' time. So I think it better be safe than sorry and be completely sober instead of having three beers and then going, oh, I reckon I'm going to push one more. And then all of a sudden her screaming at me saying, now you go to hospital. So I thought I'd do it for that reason and... I just felt like I needed a week, or a month off the off the beers. I'm not going to lie to you. I think I've uh, probably drank more beers sitting in front of this computer screen in the last three months than I did at. I was going to say than I did at the footy club last year. But that's a that's a blatant oh, lie. Yeah, that's a blatant no. lie. That's, <laughs> but I will tell you something, mate. Sixteen years ago, my son was born. My missus was pregnant. Sixteen years ago, and I had my last drink. In I think it was around about April, sixteen years ago, and for the very reasons of my missus was pregnant, I didn't want to ever be you know stuck, not able to drive and stuff. The same same sort of reasons that you just mentioned, and I've only drank what three times in the last sixteen years. So yeah, see that won't be happening. Could be the start of a new beginning for you, mate. Uh, That won't be happening. (laughs) I um one of the things my mum kept asking me was. Why are you doing it? You're going to need to celebrate with the head of the baby when it's born. I'm like, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be sweet. And there's actually a thing where you, I think it's you pay $25 and you get a golden ticket. So you get a free pass. My mum actually donated $50 for the 
going past me the day after uh, my daughter's due. So at least that way I can have a drink to celebrate that. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. As I said to you before we got on, I'm like, it feels strange to be sitting here without a beer and sitting here with a lime water, sparkled water and uh, a vitamin C. But it's also yeah, for health benefits as well, mate. It's also, I sort of, I worked my, my butt off over uh, the last handful of months to get myself back down to a decent weight for playing. And then over the last couple of weeks, being a little bit lazier, but still drinking the same amount of beer definitely uh, has not agreed with me. So I just want to you know, try and use this as a chance to lose a couple of extra kgs. Yeah, well, you've got 25 days to lose a few kgs before round one, mate. I'm sure you'll be able to do it. And speak, speaking about, you know, having a drink or driving and stuff like that, no, you know, we are supporters of TAC's Towards Zero campaign. So we don't encourage drink driving at any time. And while on our travels around the world, we spoke to a club, uh, over in Germany, the Ryland Lions, and they unfortunately lost a player, uh, and she was one of seven lives that were tragically taken due to a drunk driving accident. And they had planned to have a, a round in her honour this week. The uh, drink, dri- don't drink and drive, go pink for life, Janine Benecki round. Um, Unfortunately, that round can't go ahead at the moment, but they're still doing some great things. I'll give you a little background on Janine. She was one of the founding members for of AFL for Women in Germany. She helped grow the sport, built her own team, the Ryland Lions women team. Uh, she'd been selected for every national team game or tournament in the past two years and had just been selected to be part of the team for the upcoming international cup that uh was in you know going to be in australia this year and so she was quite the figure in in um ryland and germany women's football um so it's a very tragic loss but uh her mum and the club and other clubs in germany are all working together to try and you know um keep her legacy going and we want to be big supporters of something like that so that's why we're sharing the information about it. And when they do do something, mate, that, which they have a few things planned, I, I know you're across a couple of them. So what are, what other things have they got planned? Yeah, well, as you said, mate, it was meant to be the uh, the don't drink and drive, go pink for life round in Germany this weekend and due to COVID. Um, but thankfully in Germany, actually, their lockdowns are getting quite, uh, quite loosened. And I know that the Berlin Crocodiles, who we have spoken to in our travels, um, are actually doing a uh, Crocs go pink day on Saturday. So they're actually going to have their normal training session um, and have a bit of a fundraiser for that foundation and try and raise awareness through just their training. And I'm sure other clubs uh, around the country are doing the same thing. I just haven't been, I'm just not quite across that, but I'm sure they are. But um, yeah, when, when we spoke to Rhineland, which will actually be released two weeks from today, it we didn't mention it too much just because of the fact that, as we've mentioned so many times, these are so so far pre-recorded most of them that they were actually just finalizing the details for this round and everything like that so she didn't want to delve too much into information in case it didn't go ahead but um yeah and we it think was, it's a great it initiative quite a quite a touchy subject yeah. it was a dear friend of hers that was sadly lost um and like i said that she was one of seven lives that were lost in a tragic accident that was due to a drunk drink driver she was only 22 years old as well so quite young And you know, um, as we've learned with clubs around the world, it's a very tight-knit community, but we've spoken to clubs from outside of Germany that 
we'll start talking about women's footy and her name comes up from all over Europe. So it's not just the clubs in Germany that I'm sure are missing her. I'm sure it's the entire uh, footy family in Europe and excuse me, <clears throat> and in uh, the world. So we hope that uh, they do get to do something for her for the round coming up. And yeah, we're big supporters, obviously, of TAC's Towards Zero campaign. So we wanted to make sure that we definitely got this message out there for, uh, for Rhineland and everyone in Germany. Yeah, as you know, we've been learning a lot about all the clubs around Europe and, and the world. And one of the things that we've learned is that just like in Australia, they use their football of ways to bring people together and, and create little communities. And um, the, the way that they support each other throughout their leagues and the teams that they, they even play against is something that we admire uh, immensely. And um, we, we will definitely be looking out for when they do get this thing up and about. And, you know, if it's not until next year, we'll, we'll, um, we'll still be trying to show some support in some way and maybe do, you know, do something of our own over here to, to help support them as well. And just on that, um, <clears throat> so, uh, in two weeks' time, as I mentioned, the Ryland episode will be coming out and we'll actually be going live again before that episode because the Ryland episode, I think we recorded, was a quite a quick one due to time restraints with Marie from Ryland. So we're going to go live before that. So we'll actually pump that up and you know um, bring this message up again and promote this once again there just to make sure everyone's across it. But um, we do look forward to chatting with – to release that Ryland episode and just um, hear from Marie just how much of a massive figure – Janine was in German football and footy in Europe. Yeah, we're also working on getting uh, a couple other figures from uh, German football on the show at some point. Uh, a mate of mine who's actually now over there coaching, so hopefully he'll be able to fill us in a bit more about what they've got going on over there, you know, now that they've got a lot more organised. So, uh, yeah, we look forward to that. But... Um, Mate, we've got a few other things to get through. So, yeah, so, so why are we here, mate? Let's actually give the people that are watching a reason, explanation what we're doing today. Oh, I just wanted some more me time. Was, I thought, was, was what, you, didn't get enough, you didn't get enough on Saturday, right? Yeah, well, you know, I've been doing the rounds. I spoke and, to me old, me old mate Andy Marr and Bob Murphy the other week, and then I, you know, on the phone to Jacko and Donk, the uh, uncensored uh, on game and then they reshare it and they take you down straight away <laughs> yeah yeah you know me old mates jack and donk and hey they 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 like the way we do things at sandown and um unfortunately jacko's club uh hampton park has pulled the pin for the year so jacko if you see this mate you're welcome down to the copper pit for a kick if you if you can i really okay, hope you, you got that i really hope you've got that right and picked the right look at the right bloke <laughs> Yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know how many jackos and me donks, mate. Don't uh, But the reason we're here today, mate, is we've actually recorded this a couple of times and done your player interview. And then in our travels around the world, we've actually had questions from other clubs asking us about our history. And we're a bit like, oh, we sort of know it, but not too much. So today, we're going to actually mix up a little bit. I'm going to interview you. I'm going to mix in questions that we ask the clubs around the world to find out a bit more about the Sandown Cobras. South Waverley Football Netball Club and find out more about you as a player that we already don't know from all the other interviews. For example, you look at the run sheet, I don't bother to ask who you go for in the footy because we all know. Yeah. Well, so, um, and as uh, I mentioned, as, as on the post, if, you know, anybody wants to ask any questions going through or, you know, 
get stuck into Rifty. You know, we're more than happy. We sh- can share them up on the screen and Rifty will answer them as we go. But um, so let's get stuck into them, mate. So how long have you played for and when was your first year at Sandown? Uh, so I'm going on 11 years. First year down was uh, 09. Come down as a uh, former coach, Gary Wilson, Willow, as he's affectionately known, was uh, coaching the seniors. A uh, long-time friend of my old man's, and he um, said, mate, we're uh, starting up this third third team because we've got some extra players. Should come down and have a kick. Hadn't played Aussie rules my entire life. I'd, I'd never played as a junior. Um, I was, you know, 25 at the time. Thought, yeah, why, why the hell not? So me and my brother went down, um, played our first game. I think it was against Southern Dragons. Just so happens that, the bear trap was waltzing up for his first game and a couple of other blokes I played gridiron with were, were playing as well. So we're like, what, you know, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing here? And yeah, it was sort of had a had a fun time playing the game. Couldn't wait to get to training and freaking I've barely gone a, a week without being at the club since. So yeah. Yeah, nice. Um so a bit of club history now. So when and how was the club founded, and why did we choose uh, the Cobras? All right, so all of this, all of my, everything I'm going to go through is actually available on our website, so uh, you can go. And check if you see down the, yeah, I actually haven't put in the ticker. I was about to say it'll be in the ticker down the bottom, but I didn't put it in the ticker. <laughs> That's all right, mate. Sandownecobrasfnc.com.au. Um, but so the we became the actual sandown cobras after we merged so when we merged with uh so we were sandown kangaroos i think at that stage as a senior club and we merged with south waverley junior football club and the cut their colors were red and white our colors were white and blue they merged together had the red white and blue and that's when we became sandown or south waverley sandown cobras football club uh that was 80 uh when was it uh 84 um and then 97 to 90 uh so after 97 we, we actually changed our name to the southern cobras so 98 to 2005 were known as the southern cobras um we had gone to uh, the Eastern League. Uh, so in 97, we won our, that was our last senior premiership that we won in 97. Uh, 98, we were runners up. Um, but then in 99, we sort of dried up of numbers. And uh, in 2000, we ended up in, in a recess. Um, but yeah, so we were the Southern Cobras for from 98 through to, when was it? Uh, 2005. So 2005 is when we then uh, joined the Southern League and we changed our name back to the Sandown Coppers. And I think it was, where was it, about 2014 was when we then changed our name to the Sandown Coppers Football Netball Club after starting our first uh, netball team. And that's where we stand right now, Sandown Coppers Football Netball Club. So when did the uh, Sandown Kangaroo start? I'm not too sure if you mentioned what year. Uh, so that was 1962 uh, was the formation of the club. So uh, the first president was Fred S. Dale. Uh, and there was a yeah, group of guys that got together. They were sort of in the area. They thought, you know, we 
this area doesn't really have much of a, a senior footy club. So they decided to start one and they played in the Caulfield Oakley Football League, which later became the South East Suburban Football League. Um, and yeah, so from 1962 um, was when we first started. We made a couple prelims. Um, we were premiers in 1967 in the Southeast Fo- Suburban Football League. Um, then we sort of we dropped right off after winning premiership the next couple of years. Um, then we won it again in 1972. Uh, we've all, our old mate Jack was the president at the time. He was a long-time uh, supporter of the club, player at the club, and life member and president. Um, for those of you that don't know Jack, he's often seen down at the club on his um, scooter, just, you know, he likes to get stuck in the coach and, you know, give his opinion here and there because he loves the club so much. So he's, he's one of the much, uh, you know, beloved figures at the club for, for a long time. And we haven't seen him down for a while, so I hope, hopefully Jack's doing all right. Yeah, nice, mate. Well, uh, so you're an expert at this, mate, because I reckon that one answer, mate, you've done a St. Petersburg and covered about five of them. So yeah, <laughs> you've done a good job, mate. Um, So normally this is where we'd ask about a women's team for clubs that have one. We currently don't. Uh, so what are our plans for a women's team moving forward? Yeah, well, if... If you look back on our Facebook, we've put out an expression of interest for a women's team for 2021. Our hope is that we will definitely have a, a women's team running around in 2021 as the, the Sandown Cobras. So, um, yeah, it's I, I think it's something that we feel is important for for our club to grow. Um, you know, a lot of the time we get asked, oh, you know, what are the plans to get back to divisional football and things like that and i think in our current climate with with uh everything that's going on and with all the clubs around the area sometimes you've got to look outside of just you know having two men's teams and as as the be all and end all of a club and um, having an inclusive club for everyone that's got something for everyone i think is more important than having you know a boys club that's got a strong uh, men's team running around in the senior competition so um, yeah, a big focus for us is to get a women's team going uh, next year. Yeah, nice, mate. So um, do you have any idea how we come up with the current design for our jumper? Uh, that I'm not too sure of. I know that uh, when I first came to the club, they they had some older jumpers floating around with a slightly different design with you know, a little copper in the Riffy, middle. you mean uh, that one behind me? Yeah, yeah, that one. So, that one. Yep. So that was one of the first first jumpers I pulled on for the club was one of those, and then uh, the one next to it is the the next design that we've had, and we've had that since two thousand and eight. Two thousand nine, I reckon. Yeah, two thousand eight or nine. It was definitely two thousand nine. I remember having them my first year there. That was the first jumper I ever got was one of them ones. Yeah. So I. Like I said, I played in that old jumper because they were the ones that were sort of given to us for, for our first few games, and then we, we ended up getting those newer-style ones uh, once we ordered our own. And, you know, I got stuck with 67 because we had that many bloody players at the club at the time that it was no low numbers. So. 
I actually don't know. I think the jumper I've got that I wore for the practice matches is number 31, I think, which is what's hanging up. Um, so is it hard for us to get players? And how many players do we currently have? I know we're a little bit different, so... Yeah, so it is, it's been difficult over the last few years to get players. You know, at, at one stage, we had had 110, 115 players on the books. Um, but in recent years, it's been quite difficult to get new players to come to the club and, and, you know, even harder to get them to stay when we have had some new ones come down. But we're sitting at about, I think it's about 30 registered players. Um which when you've only got one team is is decent enough. Uh, and hopefully over the next couple of years, we can build those numbers back up to uh, you know, to get two competitive teams. But like I said, uh, it's not the be-all and end-all. Yeah, that's the plan moving forward, mate. Um, it's quite strange asking these questions because I know pretty much everything you're going to answer, so it's a bit, bit different. Um, I'm so used to sitting here and asking questions to clubs and – you know, be like, oh, what are they going to say? What are they going to say? And I know exactly what you're going to say. But um, actually, there are up to a few questions I may not. So now we're going to just delve into a few of the uh, questions we ask our players. So um, who's been the best player you've seen in your time at Sandown? Yeah, well, I, I sort of flip-flop between, you know, who I think's the best. But I reckon, without a doubt, the, you can't deny that Jason Tone, or as everyone knows him, Oz, has been the best player in our time there. Uh, he won, what was it, four three. out of five. No, he won three in a oh, row. Oh, three and then, in a row, that's what I was going for, yeah. He won three in a row, and then he won, uh, he was probably runner-up the year that Johnny Franken won it in 20, 2013, and then won it again in 2014. So to pretty much almost win a BNF every bloody year he was there, is, he must be a freaking good player, and he was uh, an absolute ripper. Um Johnny Franken is one that probably doesn't get enough of a mention as being one of those top players, but for him to actually win a BNF when Oz was still playing is pretty bloody impressive, and he was freaking as hard and tough as they come. So um, they were two standouts for me, and one that I actually got to play alongside, and he's been mentioned every bloody week when we speak oh. to players, is Jesse Mack. Um, the freaking... Just, yeah, as hard as they come, he's freaking courageous, classy, and he's an all right bloke too. So, yeah, I'll go with those guys. I wonder if he's still on his uh, his light beer tangent. I haven't seen him for a while. So, Perry, where you made sure you want everyone to know he's drinking light beers or mids or no, whatever the hell it was. Yeah, hopefully he's sticking to the light beers. Um, So, uh, which player... At- Loves to celebrate a goal. Yeah, well, all right. I'll, I'll give you a little mention here. You do love to celebrate. You love to just get the finger up before it's even gone through and start, you know, pumping the fists and stuff. But there's been one celebration that stands above all others, and that was the Ice Man. You know, just slotting a goal to win the game from the freaking car park, and and then carrying on like you wouldn't believe after he did it. Um, and it's just, you know, the legend of the Iceman has just grown ever since. And, you know, it started out that he was in the pocket. Next minute he's, you know, 50 metres out. And then now he's, he's bloody in the car park and nah, the ground across the street. So 
Mate, last I heard, he was on the pain highway. Yeah. <laughs> you never let the truth get in the way of a good story. And, um, yeah, the Iceman just slotting it to, you know, putting the game on his back, waving off all leads and just going back and slotting it from the boundaries and then just carrying on, get around me on the Iceman. Like, come on, mate. Yeah, it's, it's hard to go past that one. Um, so... Whereabouts do we train and play? Mate, we train at the uh, mighty Edinburgh Reserve in uh, well, Sandown Park Village, I guess it is, or Springdale North. North. Um, one of the I best. Think, I, I think at one point in time, it actually depended on what app he looked at, depending on what suburb it was going to be in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think when you, you put the address in, it's Springdale North, um, but we are right behind these Sandown Village shops there. Um, it's one of those grounds that's a little bit hidden away, but right, our, our ground is looking absolutely immaculate at the moment. And, you know, we've had our new rooms for about five years now and they're still going all right. A lot better than when we first came to the club, that's for sure. Yeah, mate, I'd argue without being um, biased that our ground probably holds up the best in the league. Oh, mate, it'd be hard to argue it doesn't. Um, We've had, you know, we've had nights there where it's absolutely pissed down on a Thursday night. The, the ground looks like a freaking swimming pool, and then you rock up Saturday, and you wouldn't have even known it was wet at all. Where you then go to another club and play on the Saturday, and it's freaking bogs, like playing in a bloody mud pit. So, mate, it holds up sensational. They do a great job at maintaining it, and it's a freaking. We're, we're spoiled. We're, it makes it hard to go to other grounds and play when you've got such a good ground to train on, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how much success has the club had and you know, who, who do we play against and what league? Well, we haven't had too much success in recent years. Um, we play in the Southern League. Uh, we are now in the thirds competition. Our last Premiership was a reserves grade uh, premiership in 2006. Um, we made finals in, what was it, 2000 and uh, tw- uh, 11, no, sorry, 10. So seniors made prelims in 2010, 2011, uh, 2012. Uh. They made it to the grand final. I, I didn't think we made finals in 2010. I could be wrong, though. No. Oh, no, no, oh, sorry, 2010. Reserves made reserves, a prelim. Reserves made a prelim. Thirds made a prelim in 2010. Uh, 2011, seniors made a semi. Reserves made a prelim. 2012, well, that was our, our best year that we've had at club so far was the seniors were runners-up. Just get done in a granny. Reserves made it to a prelim after finishing the season 17-3. and three. Um, Thirds were runners-up that year. Our, our fours, our Cobra, Cobras that uh, we had, our second, third side, they even had a massive turnaround after only winning one game the year before. They won eight games that year, so that was a pretty big year for the club. But since then, we've uh, played in a couple of prelims and and elimination finals, and that's pretty much it. 
it hasn't been uh, too much success down there lately, but you know, we're, we're doing the hard yards off-field, mate, to try and make the club stronger on-field moving forward. So um, so what's been your favourite moment playing for Sandown? Oh, so that's, that's another one that I sort of, it's hard to pinpoint favourite actual on-field moment. Um, it's, you know, we've had a lot of good times. There's been some good wins. There's been some heartbreaking losses. Um, I think, you know, the year when we we all made finals and, well, the fours didn't make finals, but the thirds made finals, reserves and seniors was a, an exceptional year and there were some many great highlights. I think being that I was the, the first and only captain of the fours, I think that that first win w- w- that we got with the fours was a, was a great one. You know, we were the... The leftovers, the you know, the, the blokes that sort of got pushed to the side a little bit during that year and just, uh, you know, were making up the numbers. So to get a win with those that group of boys was pretty pretty good. And, um, you know, even last year we had some good wins uh, at home and uh, under lights was, uh, you know, playing uh, some games under lights and getting a couple wins under lights on a Friday night was pretty good too. You know, I wouldn't really know about that part. <laughs> I played in oh, we, one Friday round, game. Oh, round yeah. one, and we had a good win. We yeah, and I got stitched up and votes that day. So <laughs> you kicked a couple. I gave you my. Yeah. I remember What's clearly. I snagged. I snagged six, and so I got like one vote. <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to give them to you. So, you know. Yeah, true. <laughs> Someone's got to kick them, though. Um. Oh, I'm so, yeah. sure I kicked one that day too and set you up with a couple. So, you know, oh, thanks, I, don't think I, got a, I don't think I got a vote at all. So, yeah, well, <laughs> it happened. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, as like we, we know with clubs we've spoken to around the world, they find it quite hard to find sponsors. Do we, you know, how hard is it for us to get sponsors for our club? Um, it is a little bit hard. Uh, thankfully, we've had some great ones that have, that have been on board for quite a while. and yeah, one of them right above my head right there. Mulgrave Country Club has been a great supporter of us over the last few years. Um, we've got the Sandown Park Hotel and uh, another establishment, which has recently changed their name to The Garden. Um, they come on a couple of years ago. They were originally called Vegas. Um, and we've, we've managed to pick up a couple of new sponsors, the Waverly Park Physio, starting from scratch, New Life Psychology, um, and one of our major ones has been the uh, coach himself. The he's, where is he? Just up here, McCormick Constructions. Um, he's been one of the main ones that's that helped the club through some pretty difficult times. So uh, without his support, who knows where we would be at this stage? Um, but it is quite difficult to gain sponsors and, and probably even harder to, to maintain them for a long time. So we love all our sponsors that have come on board. One I didn't mention, Portamart. Yeah, he's a fantastic sponsor as well. And um, even through these tough times, he's, uh, you know, we've got businesses that are still supporting us. So uh, we try our best to make sure that we're giving all our sponsors value for money. And that's why we've, we've done a lot of, work with this podcast and created ads for them and thanks to lewis for creating some music for them we appreciate that um and you know we're, we're trying our best as a club to make sure that 
that our sponsors are getting value for money. So if there's any other sponsors out there that want to jump on board and give us a, a little helping hand, we're happy to make up those ads and do that stuff for you guys as well. Yeah, it's definitely something that when we uh, first started all this COVID stuff that we never envisioned it would be <clears throat> making ads for our sponsors at the start of our podcast. But I, I find it is a very good selling point. And um, in recording this, I don't want to speak out of school, but watch this space as there could be some exciting news hopefully coming up in the next handful of weeks for Sandown in regards to sponsorship and things like that. But um, so social side of the club, mate, what type of functions do we hold and, you know, Actually, what type of functions do we hold first? Let's get into that one. All right, so our main ones for the year we, we like to do is a past players day. We usually try and get that in fairly – well, the last couple of years we've done that fairly early in the season. Uh, that's always a great night. Um, a ladies' day, we have, you know, sort of mid-year ball, cocktail night type thing, uh, trivia night, $1,000 draw, and then our presentation night. Um, they're sort of our main ones. We we may slip in a couple of extra things here and there, depending on on what you know things are doing. We're doing that year, but um, yeah, we we always have a great time at our functions. Whether we've got a packed out room at the Sandown Park Hotel or Sandown Racecourse, or we got twenty blokes in the in the rooms, we always have a good time. Absolutely, mate. It's always a good time down at the uh, the Snake Pit. So. On our travels around the world, I think you now know why I sort of left this last part of the question. We've been we've got the clubs at the Greg Kyles, you know, across to Prague for a weekend. Um, shit, what else? That many places I can't even think of other places we've spoken about. Um, Belfast, Amsterdam, across to Croatia. Bloody you know, teams are literally having their footy trip halfway through the season because they want to get off summer for the summer. So all these clubs, mate, that. Venture around the world, where do we go for our footy trips? <laughs> Usually. Well, uh, well, I've only been on one myself, and that was a, a short little cruise from, from Sydney to Melbourne. And that was, from all reports, you know, I've got nothing to compare it to. I had a great time, but everyone else has said it was a ripper, uh, ripper footy trip. But, you know, mate, they, they go to Adelaide, they go to bloody Byron Bay, up to Queensland, and... Yeah, the biggest one they've had is probably when they head, headed over to Bali, and I won't speak any more about that one. Yeah, no, that's, that's a smart option. But, um, yeah, it's we we got to go on a cruise, and we got to do it before the cruise industry completely dies in the ass, I guess. So it's not a bad thing. Um, yeah, but we definitely, I think, high on our radar, I started speaking to the boys about it last night, is if, we, we just don't have a footy trip this year. We organise a pre-season trip somewhere next year, maybe to Bali to play the Geckos or maybe Mark, to Vietnam we've, we've or got something. Hong, we've got Hong Kong, bloody, you know. Yeah, they were now mentioned the other day showing us what they've got it down at Happy Valley, and uh, that's, that was pretty tempting. Yeah, I, I've I've met, said it many a times during these interviews that we're going to have to cut bits out because we're going to lose too many players to some of these uh, destinations. And, um, yeah, the one thing that's unanimous all around the world is when they're on a trip, they have a bloody good time. And, uh, you know, most of these places are doing these trips because that's the only way they get a game of footy. Um, you know, we do this. We go on our footy trips as a way to, to wind down after our season. Um, but, yeah, I reckon it's it's got to be on the, the radar for the next year or two to, to organise a 
group of boys that are willing to actually hold off on the party life until we've played a couple games of footy and then and then you know let the locals show us how it's done. But um, when we spoke to uh, West Lothian right at the start of this, mate, they didn't even they had a, was a trip to play a game and they even went pretty much straight from the uh, the bar to the game after a full night. That was in Prague, I believe. Yeah, well, he didn't recommend doing that, did he? Um, he said that they uh, it's it's not something they look back on as a, a good idea, and they they had a great time, but I reckon they got stitched up because they were there with the Prague um, coach who just took them to some dingy little uh, bar somewhere in some uh, you know basement somewhere, and you know he knew then, he knew what time to get out. Being good Scots, they 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 uh, yeah put a few away and they then happen to run into him on the train on their way back to the well on their way to the game they were supposed to be playing in. So probably not the the greatest idea, but I reckon that coach stitched him up, mate. He knew what he, he was just uh, getting yeah, them well that, lubricated so they couldn't perform. Yeah, absolutely, mate. But yeah, we've got that many choice, you know. Some Hong Kong Dragons are you know getting our mentions, trying to show us what got a happy valley we've got. You know, Jake in the Vietnam Swans that want to get us across there. Um, he said we've got Indonesia, Bali. We can do a double trip Bali and then head to Jakarta and play the Bing Tangs at the same time. You know? Yeah, I reckon we got it. Or we go across South America and see the Bogota Bulldogs. Nah, nah, that's, uh, that's not going to happen. That's a post-season footy trip with a no, half a game no. of footy. <laughs> Look, we want our players to come back from this trip, all right? So, we'll, yeah. I don't think it really matters where we go, mate. There's a half a chance we're going to lose them. So, um, but anyway, so what's been your favourite off-field moment? Oh, well, I reckon the footy trip last year was an absolute ripping time. Um, that was, you know, being my first footy trip. I, I uh, yeah, go the Blue Boys, Jakey. <laughs> um, yeah, being my first footy trip, I don't have anything to compare it to, but it was a cracking weekend and I, I got to mention the man who organised it all, the Bear Trap. He did a great job organising it all. Um, I did end up, you know, a couple hundred dollars lighter in the wallet after the weekend because they freaking ripped me off. But shit happens. It was still worth it. It was a great weekend. Have you, have you heard back from them in the last couple of months about trying to chase that money? They'll be lucky if the ship's still floating. Oh, so um, uh, so we obviously know as you mentioned before, yeah, go for the blues. And we've discussed this many times, and again, jokes on you. You should have brought me this after training last night. But um, who's your favourite AFL Carlton player of all time? Yes, yeah, tough. I, you know, haven't we had Chris Judd play for us? You know, Eddie Betts is an absolute ripper to watch him. You know, I even watched him when he played for Adelaide. I didn't care. He's a cracker. But I think the the one guy that I actually got to see a lot of because, you know, being an 80s kid, when the Blues were up and about, I was quite young. So, you know, I didn't really get to see too much of, you know, Kernahan dominating and things like that. But the one guy that I got to see a fair bit of and he absolutely tore the game apart was unbelievable watch was Kuda. Uh, I can't go past Kuda, mate. He was a freaking machine out there and some of the stuff, you know. Him picking a ball up one hand, taking a bounce, kicking a goal. It's just, yeah, he was exceptional to watch. 
It was an absolute machine of a play, that's for sure, mate. Um, so and, you and yet- on that 99 prelim was the last time we beat you guys by a point. Yep, keep going. Keep with- <laughs> what was that, Mark? I didn't hear Mate, you know exactly. <laughs> I just don't want to hear it, mate. I just don't want to hear it. But nah, it's um, it's why you last. I was going to say it's why you last a uh, real big moment at the club. But essence was only one year later, so I shouldn't really say too much. <laughs> um, oh, I tell you what, the year we uh we snuck into a final because Essendon got kicked out, and uh, just so happened to stitch up the Tigers, who thought they were just going to get walk. You know, walk in spot and buddy, what's his name? Daigan had an absolute blinder of a game, just tore it apart, and then buddy retires a year later or year or two later. Uh, that whole season had an asterisk next to it, mate. So, yeah, but uh, more, more, we, more of an asterisk than this year. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so do you play any other sports? Well, I, I played basketball this past season, unfortunately. we didn't get to finish off our season because it got shut down and we were about to make finals. Um, but I've played gridiron in the past. I've done a bit of uh, jiu-jitsu and MMA stuff. Um, yeah, just, you know, all-around just athlete, I'd say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Fair enough as well. You are your utility, mate. You are, as we discussed last night after training, that you just plug the holes where they need to be plugged. Yeah. <laughs> so, just on that, we do make the joke normally when we ask these players that we're talking to what position they play, and we always go on about you being a utility, and you know they just play where you want you. And last night we're sitting after training and trying to work out what our team for round one would be, and it was just oh yeah, rifty back pocket. Actually, I'm not playing in the forward pocket. It's just literally just whoever hog. We couldn't find a player that could play that position. Just slot rift in and get the job done. Was, um, yeah. I'll start down back and then, you know, when you need to lift up forward, I'll go down there and give that to. Yeah, we needed that a lot last year. That's for damn sure. But um, uh, So who's your favourite, you know, your sporting hero or your favourite sportsman of all time? Yeah. Well, this, or sports person, sorry. This is an easy one for me. It's uh, Muhammad Ali. Um, and, to a le- you know, he's not quite a sportsman, but, Bruce Lee, I've got him tatted on my arm. You know, he's known as the father of MMA. He's a martial artist, so he's, you know, he wasn't just an actor. He could do it off the screen as well. And so Muhammad Ali and Bruce Lee, to me, are my two biggest sporting icons. Um, I, yeah, they're just amazing at what they did for their sports and, and you know, off outside of the ring, I admired Muhammad Ali and Bruce Lee equally for, you know, what they were trying to achieve. So, yeah. And as I've mentioned to you before, uh, off off screen and off recording, that it's incredible that, you know, we're still fighting at this current day. We're, you know, people are still fighting for what Muhammad Ali was fighting for outside the ring back then. Uh, it was, it's still happening today. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's hard to believe sometimes that... Uh, you can watch a documentary about something that was going on in the 70s and you're like, shit, nothing's really changed. Like, it's, it's yeah, it's hard to believe that in, you know, 30, 40 years that stuff is still going on. To, like, that these, like you said, these guys were fighting for back then, which, uh, yeah. 
Um, I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, it's it's baffling. It really is. But um, if you could go back in time, mate, and attend one sporting event, what would it be? Yeah, well, again, that's that's just an easy one for me. That I've watched this doco many a times. The Rumble in the Jungle. Um, right, that that atmosphere, that fight would would have just been something else to be at. Uh, I, I can't think of a sporting event that would be uh, anywhere near on par with what it would have been like to be in that crowd when that fight was happening, especially when uh, Muhammad Ali started making the comeback and it just, you know, had been Fox and uh, George Foreman the whole time. And then uh, yeah, when he dropped him, that would have been something exceptional to be in that crowd. Oh, absolutely, mate. It would have been something different, that's for sure. Um. Okay, well that okay. So who would be the ultimate three quarter time motivator? You know, it games. You know, you throw goals down at three quarter time in the prelim. You know, you know you've got their measure, but you just need that one more motivational speech to get your boys over the line. Now, who's giving it for you? Yeah, see, I, you know, a lot of guys have gone with the any given Sunday, Al Pacino, and you know, um, Denzel Washington from Remember the Titans and stuff. And they're, they're great speeches. They're actors. They're, you know, that's, that's what they do. They're, it's easy. So I'm going to have to go with uh, someone a little more closer to home. And I reckon David Parkin, when he was coaching the Blues, when they're at their, their peak, I reckon he would have been someone that would have uh, been great to, you know, it would have been great to be a fly on the wall and hear one of his speeches at halftime during his uh, peak of his career, I reckon. So, yeah, I'd... I would have loved to have been uh, standing in a huddle getting a motivational speech from him, that's for sure. Yeah, I like the difference there. We're normally getting you know, Al Pacino when he given Sunday seems to be the standard one for that one with you know with great reasoning as well. Oh, it's but, um, hard. it is hard to go past, but yeah, he's an actor. He's just saying what's on the script and, you know, I want someone who's real, lived it, lived yeah, it no. and breathed it. That's what I want. That's probably fair. Um, I'm going to guess Al Pacino lived and breathed um, Scarface. So what's not to say he didn't live and breathe any given Sunday before that, mate? <laughs> but um, all right. So the next question I've given, you know what the question is coming up is, and I know we just throw three random players in there, but because we are live and we can, don't want to sit there and have five minutes of dead air while you think about it, I've given you the luxury of um, looking up for these players. Yeah, I should, have, look- yeah, I should have look down further on the questions. So. I was going to say, whether or not you actually looked at the running shadow or not is another thing, so we could be having dead air. But um, if a movie was be, being made about Sandown, who would play Stones, Soda, and Chipper? Oh, jeez. All right, Stones. Hmm. Oh, that's, that's tough. I reckon, I'll just give him someone like, you know, Matt Damon or, you know, Something like that. I don't know, Matt, you know, it's not quite on Matt Damon's looks, but I'll just give him a Matt Damon. Soda, there's not too many freaking gangly-looking bloody, you know, blokes like him. But um, what's his name? DJ Qualls, he was in Road Trip. Um, he's, he fits the – he's bloody skinny as. So, all right, and he could, he could do a good soda. He probably – He'd make Soda into a funny character, actually. Um, and Chipper, see, this is a tough one because 
I don't know if there's too many actors that would want to get all method and 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 become chipper. Um, it, so it'd be a hard yeah, role to, you, to you'd cast. You'd have to have somebody sure. that's already in that mindset. Yeah. Um, oh shit. I don't know. What's that? Um, that Aussie dude, Angus Sampson. Oh, Angus Sam- oh, I could say that. Yeah. 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 yeah Angus Sampson. Yeah, I can. He, he could pull it. He could pull it off. That's for sure. So with Stonesy, I was trying to think of somebody who's um, you know, quite quite quiet. Maybe someone from Coach Carter or something. You know, quite you know, nice and quiet off the court. But as soon as they get in the basketball court, they've just a uh, main streak out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, that that is. Stones, I was, I was trying to think Aussie, but I don't really watch much Aussie TV, so I couldn't really think of any Aussie actors. And uh, who's the best local footy player you have played with and against? Pers? Oh, you're trying to get a mention there, Jakey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was um, trying to get myself a mention on that one. <laughs> who's the best footy player played with? Well, I already said um, um, Jesse. Jesse Mack was, you know, he's the best I've played alongside. Um, and against... Oh, you would have played me in a practice match, wouldn't you, mate? <laughs> in a scratch match? I think I played against you uh, as the... Oh, the I said the oh, oh, yeah. So there's your answer. Ed Dog, best player he's played against. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's some good players running around, but I, I'm somebody... I, I don't pay attention to other teams, like... I just focus on the bloke I'm playing against, and you know, there's not too many that have beat me. So, um, <laughs> you know, there's some guys that have tear, tore it up, and you know, you're like, freaking hell, that guy shouldn't be playing thirds, or you know, whatever. And the year I played some senior football, I I luckily didn't play against Dufton, so I didn't have to to be on the end of uh, Russell Robinson. Or, you know, I didn't play against Mount Waverley either when freaking Goffey kicked his 20 goals. So, um, yep. yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, we can't edit stuff out here, Rifty, so we can just move on. Um, all right, so last question, mate. So, which teammate would make the best contestant on Married at First Sight? Well, again, this is a stitch-up because there's only one bloke at our club that's going to be good on reality TV. And with the way he's been going lately, he'd be perfect for this show. And that's the Bear Trap, Jolly. Like We've changed the question to try and get answers that aren't the Bear Trap. And it doesn't matter what reality TV show we pull, it's like a Bear Trap. Well, when he bloody watches every single one of them, he knows everything about these bloody shows. He's the only one that at the club that actually cares about all this bloody reality TV. So, and... It'd be freaking entertaining to watch on this shit too. So the only I, I actually tagged him in, Big Brother looking for you know the auditioning for the next cast. So I want to see if he gets it on Big Brother, I'll watch that season and that'll be it. But I hope he does. Oh mate, if he gets on there, he's gonna have worldwide exposure from the Cobra cast. He's easily gonna win that one. Yeah, if they, if they know what's good for him for sure. Yeah, exactly right. But um, uh, sorry. So last, that was the last personal question, but. So we mentioned women's footy and trying to grow ourselves back to two teams. What are our plans moving forward to get the club to where we want it to be? Well, I think our plan has been 
you know, put in place from a, a couple of years ago when um, Phil Dixon took over, and that was to get rid of our debt, get ourselves out of debt completely, and get ourselves in a position where we can then, um, you know, we're not carrying debt over our head all the time, that we, we were able to maintain, um, you know, our incomings and outgoings and stuff and not not be in a position where we're owing the league, we're owing the cancel, you know, borrowing money from, you know, whoever's president at the time because I'll tell you what, I don't have money to put in the club like some of the other presidents have in the past. Um, so getting rid of all our debt, making sure that we're financially stable, getting a women's team off the ground is, is you know, first on that on that next step uh, for next year. And then, you know, if it takes a year or two to then return to divisional football, that, that is definitely something we want to try and achieve. And hopefully with, you know, no debt over our head and, you know, getting some new people at the club, whether it be women or from any anywhere else, but, you know, getting fresh people into the club that hopefully can bring something else to the club that then will help us grow. So, um, that's that's you know ultimately what we would like to try and do if if we're unable to get uh get ourselves back to divisional football as soon as we would like you know we, we would also entertain the idea of maybe starting a uh, over 35s team as another way to have more people back at the club and you know again you got we've got to think outside the box sometimes of of what a, a football club can be, and a, a football club doesn't just have to be a you know men's senior and reserves club. So it could mean many different things. And if there's you know we ha- we already have an all abilities that uh, doesn't look like they're going to get a season this year, unfortunately. But yeah, we have an all abilities. We have us men's playing. You know an option for men to play. Getting a women's team, and then you know if it, if we are able to get a, a over thirty fives going as well, then that's you know. Uh, a lot of areas where we're covered and hopefully we can then try and build on a partnership with a, a junior club somewhere, but you know, junior footy is really struggling at the moment. And uh, so, you know, we are going to continue with Auskick and try and grow that as much as we can. But if we're able to try and work with a junior club somewhere and get, you know, help them stay afloat and then and get some benefits from that, we will look into that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, yeah, we've we've got to be thinking outside the box, and that's sort of how we've ended up where we are now with what we're doing. Um, right, mate. So as you mentioned before about you forgetting to bring a scarf in for the bet that we had uh, about whoever win. Um, time to do our tips for the week. All right. Shit. Okay. So, have you got the uh, the tally at the moment? Before we get out of here, um, no. All right. Well, all, all I know is I got two more than you last week. So you're probably up by one, I reckon. Then doing my math, uh, or maybe I'm up. Uh, no, I think we're level now. No, nah, no, nah, we're level. We're level. Yeah, level. Yeah, level. Okay, it's a big I'm, weekend up first because because I backed the blue boys, yep. and there's someone else, some other stupid tip you went with. Um, but, uh, yeah. I would have went with. <laughs> Can't remember. Probably. Uh, who knows? Uh, anyway, so first game for the wet round, Carlton St Kilda. Yeah, you know what? I'm going for the Blues. Yeah, I'm I'm going, I'm going the Blues going as well. Nah. I'm going three in a row. 
Am I going for the bloody Saints? So I want to go for the Saints, but I just don't want to put up with the unbearableness at the club that we're going to get if they win. They um, are about, they're going to be hard, but stuff them. Can't pick them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, mate, they might have sent Brett Ratton there just to, uh, you know, get in there and bet him from the inside. Uh, then we've got my beloved Bombers and Collingwood Friday night. Still side bottom out for four weeks, mate. So yeah, I'll back the uh, Bombers to bounce back. I reckon uh, still side bottom is a big loss out of that team. So um, it's lucky we're doing these tips on a Wednesday, and we've got a little bit more information about what's going on for the week. So yeah, I'll go Bombers to bounce back. <laughs> I'm obviously going to go the Bombers as well, mate. But I think I reckon that's a big mistake on your behalf. But uh, so West Coast Sydney at Metricon, so neutral venue for. I keep saying it like West Coast have got to bounce back, but they have just looked pretty freaking ordinary. Um, but I'll go with West Coast. Yeah, I'm going to go Sydney. I don't reckon West Coast will get back into it to their back across across the West. But, um, actually, now this is an interesting one. Geelong, uh, Gold Coast in Geelong. Yeah. Um, mate. Okay, this look pretty good, and it's going to be interesting to see what what they're like after travelling down here. So, you know, I'm going to go with Gold Coast. I'm going to go Geelong on this one, mate. I feel like uh, I don't disagree that Gold Coast have been good, but I feel like them playing in the hub with against clubs that have been away from their families and whatnot for so long have actually sort of helped them beat them teams. But I would not be so if. Gold Coast Suns win, mate. I'm more than happy to be wrong because that's a decent effort. Um, and Marvel Stadium tonight. We've got the Doggies and North. Oh, I'll go with the. I'll go with North. Yeah, I got North for that one as well. Uh, Brisbane. Oh, this is a good one. Brisbane Port Adelaide. At the yeah. Gabba. Shit. Port Adelaide's look bloody good. Um, and Brisbane's equally. So, um. That's a tough one to split. I'll go with Port. I reckon uh, Big Charlie Dixon is just finding some form and he's actually clunking and getting his hands on it. He's going to be hard to stop when he's up and about. And Port have got some great young players around him that are... Yeah, so I'll go with um, Port. I'll go Brisbane for that one. Um, Adelaide Fremantle at Metricon. So another neutral venue. So we've got Garbage versus Garbage. Yeah, and no, no Fife. No? For Freya. Yeah, well, What's Fife do? Done his hammy, didn't he? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't pay attention to Fremantle. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, mate. After Saturday's, Saturday night, my interest in the weekend of footy went out the window pretty quickly. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'll go with Adelaide. Yeah, I'm going to go the... Oh, I'm going to go... Yeah, Adelaide can't be that bad, so I'm going to go with Crows on that one. Uh, Demons, Richmond, MCG. Ooh. You got to remember, you know, Rich, Richmond came out, Cochin came out today and said they can't, you know, they struggle without a crowd and they got to try and motivate themselves. And Melbourne have barely had a crowd there when they've been down for the last couple of years. So Yeah, well, Melbourne knows what it's like to play with no crowd, that's for sure. Um, and I'll tell you what, for a team that's. You can't blame it on a premiership hangover because you've had bloody, what, 10 months or something since, eight months since the premiership. Yeah, it, it's like comparing a hangover on the Sunday to the hangover on the Tuesday. Like, it's just, the hangover should be gone on the Tuesday. Yeah, and 
they look very freaking ordinary. Um, so I'm going to go Melbourne. Oh, I'm going to go Melbourne for that one as well. And then it finished the round, Giants and the Hawks. Well, Hawks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Hawks. I'm, I'm Hawks. really... I'm trying to think. I'm like, it doesn't really matter whoever gets this round because one of us is going to end up at four ahead. Um, all right, mate. So, uh, you wrote those down here because I didn't. <laughs> I just go back and listen to it. I thought that's what you were doing. <laughs> no. All right. So, uh, do you know where we're going next, mate, or do you want me to tell everyone where we're going? Test your memory. No, we're going to Lee side. That's right, at Leaside, there's, yeah, there's ours visiting the castle in Cork. Yep, Cork and, Island. Uh, uh, so that's Friday. That was a great chat with um, Owen, Owen O'Sullivan yep. over in uh, Leaside there. He's, uh, yeah, full of yeah. great stories. It was a great chat was, with him. Yeah, good chat about uh, the crossover between Australian rules and Gaelic football, or sorry, GAA, I like to call it. Um, I actually think it was probably one of the probably spent more time talking about that than well, maybe not more time, but a fair bit of time talking about that than the club itself. And yeah, so well, then uh they're in one of those lucky spots where they get to play footy almost all year round if they want to with the university leagues and things. And um it took me yeah, a little actually, while to get his name right, but I got there in the end. Then uh where are we off to Monday, mate? Do you remember? Um we got because think good. think think of pink. Pink. Uh, oh yeah, yep, pink. Uh, Vienna. Hey, the glass. We're off to, yep, the off to glass, Vienna. Mate. Yep, another great chat. He's uh, lived, grew up in Australia, and yeah, I think he's originally from Argentina. Grew up in Australia, then somehow finds his way over to Vienna and playing footy over there. So that was Actually, a great chat I, as well. I forgot about that part. Um, yeah, that was a. Good chat. And then we're up, where are we off to next, mate? Uh, then we're going live on a Wednesday. No, no, that's two weeks. Oh, shit. All right. Um, the, the, the club with the numbers were wrong on the jumper. What? The club with the numbers were wrong on the jumper. I don't know. You just tell me. The Falcons, mate. All right. Abu Dhabi, mate. Why didn't that's you want to say it? Why didn't you want to say it? <laughs> <laughs> because I just I didn't I couldn't say it, that's why. Uh, but yeah, we're off there. That was a good chat. Mate, their uh, their grand final days uh, sound sound unbelievable with an all day brunch, mate. That did sound bloody good. And then my then where are we off to after that? This one's been a long time coming. Oh, that's uh, we're heading over to some bloody place they play stupid ramble. Hey, North London. North London, yeah. Um, we had a few tech- technical difficulties with that one, but uh, we'll work it out. And okay. yeah, the audio is still good. Picture yeah, that might was, not be, but yeah, yeah. it was a great. Was chat. Re- that was recorded twice a couple of weeks ago. We tried to make sure we could get it right, we just couldn't get it spot on. So that's why North London has taken a little while to get out. Even you, you would notice that we sort of refer to things that have happened that haven't happened yet, type of stuff. But um. Yeah, then we've got yeah. Then after that, you know, we're bloody because they've gone live with Ryland, Waterland. Um, shit, what else we got? 
Nein, Luca. IFL Poland, bloody Delft, Strasbourg, uh, Hong Kong, President of AFL Europe. Oh, geez, mate, they're just everywhere at the moment. We've got that many coming out. Heaps, but, um, heaps coming out. Mate. We've recorded heaps already. We got bloody heaps we're recording this weekend before you know before we start playing footy on a Saturday. Hopefully, so. Yeah, we've got plenty in the bank and plenty to record, and mate, we can't wait to learn more about footy all around the world. We've been enjoying it; it's been great. It's has been good fun, mate. So, um, or can we get out of here, mate? Do you want to wrap it up? Oh yeah, mate, thanks for your time. Thanks for your interview, mate. It was uh, great content. Thanks for that. Uh, thanks for Jakey, the sole sole person, jump on and, and give some comments. Um, hope you know, like I said at the start, if you want to check out any more of the history, a bit more detailed history of the club, hit the Sandown Cobras fnc.com.au, go to the club history. If there's anything, um, you feel is missing from the club history and you want to help us out with some of it, some of it is, um, uh, you know, some of it has been sort of uh, gone missing in, in, in throughout the year so if there's anything from previous past players that were involved in the club back in the day that want you know want to make sure there's certain things in history that are put back in there uh let us know and we'll uh, try our best to do so um but thanks for everyone for watching we hope you're all well and hopefully next time you see us we're talking about you know getting ready for our first round so fingers crossed thank you Thanks, Matt.